On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. The Newman Jets bowling teams are both ranked in the latest National Collegiate Bowling Coaches Association polls as they headed to the postseason this weekend with a trip to the national championships on the line. And with that, we welcome you back into the JetCast, episode number 42 is today we are talking bowling as they get set once again it's happening this weekend starting on friday for the men and the women both ranked in the top 25 in the country and joining me apparently because we just had that conversation before we came on the air off camera apparently you are athletic director joanna Pryor's favorite coach but we're here with billy murphy yeah, the head uh, bowling coach at newman yeah it sure seemed like that didn't it yeah i mean uh, you got a you got a pretty good uh pretty good uh, nod of support right there i did i did from joe so congratulations on that yeah, and, thank you and obviously congratulations on on your success the women are 13th in the country mm-hmm. and the men are sixth in the country what in your mind has allowed them to get there heading into the postseason oh man it has been an interesting year <laughs> um, and you know they've done a really good job of handling the world uh, we've done a good job with our protocols and all that good stuff um, but just they've been very disciplined they're practicing we try to do things as normal as we could um, and and they've just worked hard and and we've had a little bit of success obviously the men uh based on their sixth place finish or beg your pardon second place finish at the swibc third and fourth heading in with a little momentum women finished fourth how did you rank those performances by your two teams in their last regular season events yeah actually uh, both teams bowled well i mean the guys were the guys were really good um you know wichita state you know, we lost to wichita state both tournaments but i mean wichita bowled fantastic uh i I thought we bowled really well um and you know just anytime you're going up against the best sometimes you're gonna you know fall a little short sometimes you're gonna win you know our guys team has finished ahead of wichita um two or three times this year so i mean they've been on a nice little run uh they haven't necessarily won a tournament um, but they've been in the hunt in, in most weekends. And you're talking about winning tournaments. The women actually had back-to-back wins just in March at the Jayhawk Classic and also at the Leatherneck in Illinois. What allowed them to put those two wins back-to-back? Yeah, just consistent. You know, it's been kind of amazing because uh, with both groups, um, it's a different athlete every, every weekend um, that's leading us. And, you know, it just we have more depth this year. You know, so if someone is having an off off day or off block, we we just get another person in there. Um, and I don't know that we could always say that, um, but this year it has been a year of many, many different athletes stepping up and doing good things. So I think that's been one of the keys to our success. The 
uh, coming up on the show, we'll be talking with Jose Lugo, volleyball coach, as they are also headed into their postseason for this spring volleyball season. And also, we'll talk to Hayden Vanderpool off of the baseball team, one of the hottest bats the Jets are swinging right now. <clears throat> so that's coming up here in just a few moments on the JetCast. The men, as you mentioned, they haven't won since the season opener, but they haven't finished any worse than third in any of their events. So you talked about consistency. What's allowed the men to be so consistent on the lanes? Yeah, kind of same thing. Lots of depth. Um, I just think they've done a very good job of being together. Uh, This team has some of the best team chemistry um, that we've had in years. Um, uh, They just genuinely like each other, and they like competing with each other. Um, And they they really don't care who's in the lineup. Uh, You know, we take eight guys, so there's three guys that aren't bowling um, every game or every block. And it's just one of those things, man. They're just dead rooting for each other. They feel that support. Um, and they've just done a really good job with the with being together this year. Now, the last events for you were last Saturday and Sunday. And it was actually a sophomore on the men's side bowling 220, last name Pohas, last mm-hmm. count on Saturday. Uh, boy, he was really a big leader as an underclassman. Tell us about this guy, where he's from, how did he get to Newman? And are you surprised at how little time it's taken for him to, be a big point scorer for you yeah Justin is a interesting young man he came to us from Hawaii um, and we were actually recruiting another young man James McIver who's on the team and James and Chaston were friends and they started talking and then Chaston and I started talking um, and while he struggled a little bit uh, last year with just the jump from high school to college um, he has really started to figure it out he's figured out what his role is um, he knows when it's out there. He he needs to go get it. Um, and times in the past where maybe there were, he's left-handed, uh, which brings another um, strategy to the whole thing. Sure. Because in our world, the left-handers either have it or they don't. And if you have it, you got to take advantage of it. And a year ago, he could see it, but he just wasn't quite ready and this year the couple times that the left side's been playable he's he's really jumped on it and taken advantage of it and he's just spark plug whether he's on the lanes or on the bench um he keeps our guys moving and just a just a great teammate last weekend on the women's side leanne vassbinder was really big for you Mm -hmm. she rolled a 215 average in her matches on sunday what propelled her to the top of your scoring for the women yeah just confidence you know she was struggling a little bit at the beginning of the year um, she, you know, we made a couple changes, um, just how she's attacking, uh, the lanes and honestly, she just got confident, you know, she's been red hot last three events. She's bowled really good. She led at the Leatherneck, which that was the biggest field we had all year. Uh, there was like 25, 26 teams, I think, um, a lot, a lot of the top teams in the country were there and, and she just bowled phenomenally and, and led the event. So she's been really good for us. Um, and I, I think she will continue to do so. We've talked to a couple of other, uh, bowlers here, uh, Miss Douglas and mm-hmm. Mr. Sinovec early on, and they've been pretty consistent yep. pin scores for you as well. Yep. But outside of kind of those four we've mentioned, two for the men, two for the women, is there anybody else that you would say comes to mind as a player who has really improved in the middle of this? this adverse condition type of a season? Yeah, you know, on the girls' side, Addie Schiffelbein, um, she's a sophomore. 
Um, last year when she would struggle, it was kind of we would just take her out of the lineup. This year she's fought through it a little bit, and she's been pretty steady. Um, on the guys' side, you know, James McIver has been pretty good. Um, Justin Pashanik has struggled a little bit at times, but he's been much better this year. Um, but like I was saying earlier, I mean, the team is just deeper, and we just have multiple athletes that are capable of doing good things. Which obviously is a great thing to have when oh, you're yeah. heading into the postseason, which yep. begins this weekend. Let's talk about that. The sectionals beginning on Friday. What is going to be the format? I know you were talking with Colin before we came mm-hmm. on about how the format might be a little different this year. Obviously, in a closed space, we talked with Coach about this in the fall semester as we were getting ramped up with kind of preseason coverage, how being in the enclosed space that bowling normally operates in kind of dictates some unusual setups and protocols that you guys normally don't have to deal with anything different with sectionals this year for you guys as you guys try to qualify for a national championship what's the format looking like for you this weekend yeah it's going to be quite a bit different you know normally you bowl 64 games over two days Uh, men and women bowling at the same time Uh, They had to kind of reduce that a little bit. We're only bowling 40 games, so 20 games each day. But the guys are coming in in the morning. They bowl their 20 games. They clear the building. They bring in the women. They bowl theirs, and then same thing on Sunday. Um, A couple places in the country where there are sectionals, there are still some um, capacity limits. Sure. So uh, they had to run the same protocols at all four sectionals. uh, so that's where we're at, right? Texas is a little bit more open, but we're still playing by the same rules that they're playing at a sectional in Illinois. So, Gotcha. How many get to go to the national championships this year? Is there any difference in the amount of teams getting to go to the nationals? And, and where do you guys need to finish in order to qualify? Yeah, no, there's the, still the same rules on that. Uh, there's 16 to 20 teams at each sectional. There's four sectionals across the country and four teams from the men's side and four teams from the women's side get into the national championship. So at nationals, there'll be 16 women's teams and 16 men's teams, just like in a normal year. That part of it, we've done a really good job of trying to keep the same. Uh, so when we get to nationals, you know, you get that true national champion. So top four from each each mm-hmm. side. Uh, we, but when we were talking out in the hallway where we were uh, letting them get set up in here, you had mentioned that, uh, boy, in, in the NCAA tournament for men's basketball, they always talk about, oh, well, so-and-so's in the, in the region of death or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, you kind of mentioned that maybe you thought the ladies were maybe in your sectional of death. Is, uh, how, how tough is that competition going to be on the ladies' side? And, and also give us a preview of what the men have to look forward to. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, there's two sectionals out of those four that uh, seem pretty loaded to me, um, and ours is one of those. Uh, but like I was saying, too, you know, if we go out and we just do what we do, um, I, I think we can make it. Um, it's just it's it's athletics. It's sports. Anything can happen. Sure. Uh, but, you know, our squad is good and they're tough um, and they're, they're not going to shy away from that competition. So um, and on the guys side, you know, they're the, the two seed going into that sectional. Uh, but there's probably six, seven teams um, that have a chance. But kind of same thing. If we go in and just do our business, 
um, I think we'll have a good shot to qualify. Final question for you. What's the mental approach that you'll be trying to give to your team? Obviously, it, the, the mental pressure is a little bit different when you're bowling week to week. Not that you guys had a regular schedule this mm-hmm. year where it's like, well, we'll just get back and, and get back at it next week and, yeah. and figure it out. The, the opportunities were a little bit more precious this year just because there weren't as many events. But obviously, at the end of the season, uh, the pressure really is on because if you don't bowl well this week, in all likelihood, there will not be a next week to come yeah. up with the national championships. Those are going to start in May. Um, so as a coach, how do you get your team prepared? I know you've got some upperclassmen who are going to know what this is like because you yeah. guys typically are always competing for one of those national championship mm-hmm. spots. But as a coach with the players who maybe haven't been there before, what do you tell them? How do you get them to mentally approach this here at this sectional level? Well, I think it's like any other weekend, quite honestly. Um, you don't really want them thinking about the next step, right? You don't want them thinking about, oh, my gosh, you know, this shot is more important than any other shot, <laughs> you know, right. trying to get to nationals, right? You kind of, you know, this is coach talk, but, I mean, you have to live in the moment and you have to focus on the process, you know, and if you do that, good things will happen. So we're really trying not to worry about what that next step is and just keep what, you know, under control what we can control and keep the lane in front of us, make good shots and have clean frames, just like we we talk about all the time. Last thing before I let you go here, if bowling fans out there for uh, the Navy and Red Nation would want to follow you along, in your journey in the postseason at sectionals, what would be the best way for them to do that? Well, there's this weekend, there's two different ways. Um, uh, USBC has a thing called Bowl TV, and they will be covering action all weekend. Um, they don't cover all the pairs, but they'll, they'll cover a lot of them. So when, they're not, when we're not on the pairs, they're covering them. We actually have our own YouTube channel that we've got going, and it's Newman, Newman Women's bowling and newman men's bowling and we will be live streaming on our two youtube platforms gotcha okay so that is how you can follow the jets in the postseason as they try to bring home another national championship once again the sectionals start this weekend and that's their head coach apparently the favorite head coach of joanna Pryor, billy murphy thanks so much coach you bet thanks for having me uh, he might be second on the list in terms of favorite head coaches i don't know we'll have to ask her but jose lugo from volleyball is coming up next on the jetcast Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mel Hamilton Ford. Right now we have incredible deals on all new 2020 models. Plan now to get here fast for the best selection. And if you're in the market for a used vehicle, Mel Hamilton Ford has more cars, trucks, and SUVs than anyone else. Every payment, every price. All makes and models, not just Fords. Come see us today or shop us online at mhford.com. Let our experienced sales staff show you how easy buying a new car can be. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers since 1984. Experience the difference. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard. With feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121.
Well, you like that good that music, Coach? Yeah. Uh, Jose Lugo joining me, the head volleyball coach for Newman University. They're getting set to head into their postseason coming up on this weekend as well. The 2021 MIAA Spring Volleyball Tournament. First ever. Kind of hoping it's the last ever because that means you guys will be back to regular competition coming up this year. They're facing Pitt State at Lee Arena in Topeka on the campus of Washburn University. On Friday, 11 a.m. in Topeka, Gorillas swept the Jets in two matches this season. But, and you did battle to five sets the last time they met, Jose Lugo is with me here as the Jets go into the postseason after a 3-14 and season. Coach, appreciate the time so much. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, late March and, and early April, uh, going into the end of the season, you guys have had four of your last five matches. You won one of them, but you won sets, won multiple sets in four of those last five, and then the win against Missouri Southern. How do you feel the team is playing here? You guys have been very competitive over the last month or so. Yeah, I mean, uh, every day we're getting better in the gym. Every week we're getting better. So uh, that's just been a testament to their willingness to just go grind and and work in the gym it's been awesome to see how different has it been this year with this weird setup the season has had and how important do you think that it has been to the development of your program the fact that you have been able to get some girls playing time and 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 obviously try to use this to build some chemistry and camaraderie here in the spring and and appears on the on the court at least after one win last season three and 14 this year looks like it's paying some dividends for Mm -hmm. you guys yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it goes without saying that it's been a challenge, um, but it's been a challenge for everyone. Um, so it, it's not like we're dealing with anything that nobody else is, isn't dealing with. Um, so in that regard, you know, it, it's been great to get the kids an opportunity to go compete, um, seeing them, you know, kind of light up and have some fun when they're out there playing. That's been pretty awesome to see. And, and, you know, back in August, you had no idea if if that was even possible. So, um, yeah, and we're just rolling with what we, what we've got. And, uh, and it's been great. Well, and I know that you said in the middle uh, or, or before the season, in the middle of, of that unknown, that whatever shape or form the season took this year, you weren't really going to be focused so much on the record. Mm-hmm. But if I could focus on the record, you won sure. 17 sets in 29 matches last year. Mm-hmm. This year, you've won 16 sets in 12 fewer matches. Yeah. So obviously, you guys have been way more competitive yeah. than you were last year. What do you think is the the area that you've improved the most in from last year to this spring season? Um, man, it's, it's been kind of, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it's been kind of a lot. Um, we've gotten better in our blocking schemes and our floor defense. Um, offensively, we're, we're a little bit better. We're making better set selection we're making um better shot choices we still have our moments where where we kind of give up a little bit of an easier shot instead of um you know finding some available space to hit the ball into but but still uh everything's been better um on the offensive side uh you know we're really able to run into in our six two um so we have our two setters our two right sides um I like what we can do there with with three hitters along the net. Um, 
we do run a little bit faster speed offensively. So having those three hitters at the net for, for all six rotations is pretty important for us. You guys have five seniors on your roster. What's the been the leadership like that you've gotten out of those five this year for your team? Um, you know, it, it was a challenge, I think, for, for those guys going in because they're dealing with something that they've never had to deal with in their careers Sure, um, as athletes. So I, I think it was all a learning process for them as they went along. Um, you know, we've had a couple of kids really step up lately in, in some leadership um, on the team, um, in particularly uh, uh, Sophia and, and Reagan, who've just done a really tremendous job um, of just trying to guide us along and, and do the work. So that's been kind of cool to see them. Um grow in that in in that regard again considering the fact that there's no modeling for for what they're having to do right um that's been pretty exciting to see for them for sure not only that but i know that you're really excited about this freshman group that you've got this year and more than any other coach you've been more than willing to throw your freshmen kind of in the in the lion's den in terms of getting them playing time and also getting them on the jet cast here throwing them in front of the the cameras with uh, salome came in and we had talked to olivia Mm -hmm. just a couple of weeks ago and not that there aren't other players i mean obviously if we hadn't talked to trinity conley by now that would be a fireable offense on my part right because she's such a stud. But what do you like about these freshmen and these young players that you have in who maybe are taking a, a bigger leadership role than maybe they would be taking in a different program that maybe is in a different stage in yours and maybe in a different season than what we're having to deal with right now? Grit, you know. Um, we've got to be gritty in order to manufacture wins, and uh, that's part of what they bring to that program. Um you know, we've got two freshman defensive specialists in Peyton Haga and Natalie Morales who just throw themselves on the floor <laughs> anywhere um, to go make a play, and it makes it increasingly difficult for the other side of the net to score points. So, you know, you've got teammates who see that kind of an effort, and they go, okay, well, they're going to lay out, and I'm going to go lay out too. You know, they're going to go work hard, I'm going to go work hard too, and and um and even even watching you know juniors and seniors uh, on the court um getting after it and working as hard as they can to make sure that the ball stays in the air um uh, we had a play like that yesterday in practice where trinity just ran off the court sprawled out and just made a good play and <laughs> you got three people running behind her to to go play the ball because it went up, you know. Sure. And so, um, um, that's been really the kind of the 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 real difference between this year and last season is we just we have more grit, um, we have more desire to keep the ball in the air, and and of course that also happens because we have a larger roster, we have more people in the gym, we have more more opportunities to train at a higher level, and and. That's the result of that. You guys in volleyball, at least talking with Coach Lamb, you guys are 
seemed uh, most of you, I want to speak for all volleyball coaches, <laughs> seems like most of you guys are pretty deep into the statistics. Yeah. Obviously, those are not really available this year. Is This is not a season that's going to count for anything. MIAA made that decision very on. Not going to count for any career records, career statistics. None of that's being kept this year. But how have you guys been able to keep stats it's so that you can track things? And, and what are those statistics tell you about where the team is headed and, and what improvements that you've made? Um, well, you know, our, our video analysis program that we use to um, highlight the, the plays in match, um, that keeps the tally for us. Um, wow, so, very nice. Yeah, so it's been pretty nice to see um, uh, we're blocking the ball at a much higher rate than, than we have um, since I've been here. Um, we're at two and a quarter blocks per set right now which last year we were, I think, just over one block per set. So that's, that's a pretty massive difference. It's, it's double. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. Um, our blocking single-handedly keeps us in matches, you know. Um, even last weekend at Pitt, we're in that fifth set, and uh, our passing just kind of was struggling a little bit. It went away, uh, and suddenly we're down 8-4, and then... Next thing you know, it's ten nine because we got three blocks in a row. Um, so that's the sort of thing that our that our blocking can do for us. Um, offensively, our numbers are better. We're we're at a we're hitting at a higher rate um, than we did last season. Um, the main thing with that is that we're keeping our opponents hitting from a higher rate than they did last season. Um, so our our opponents are hitting almost 30 points fewer this year. Um, so we're closing that gap, which is kind of, it's kind of cool to see. Format of the tournament, obviously this year, a little bit different than the MIAA tournament would normally be. They've kind of got the bracket staggered out. So the lower you finish in the standings, the more matches you have to play. Right. So you guys will be happy to double up. You open up with Pittsburgh State. Not a very enticing reward having to go play Nebraska Kearney. Sure. But uh, what do you, have you seen out of this Pitt State team? And I was here for the match when you played the Gorillas here in Wichita. You guys got swept in that match, but you guys got progressively better with each set in that match. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you played them much more difficult the last time at Pittsburgh State. Mm -hmm. So what do you need to do to try to take that next step and get a win over the Gorillas and, and give yourself a chance against one of the premier volleyball programs in the country? Yeah, you know, staying the course is, has been the message for us since, since I got here on day one. Uh, stay within our systems, being patient. Um, again, that's one of the reasons why we're, up, we're a little bit better offensively than we were last season is we just keep preaching patience, patience, patience. Um, if you don't have the shot you, you, you want, um, hit the ball somewhere where it's going to cause stress for the other side of the net. And um, because we've been able to preach a little bit more and do a little bit more of that, um, it's putting us in a position to be a little bit more competitive. Um, and so that's, that's what we're going to do, just stay patient, offensively uh, wait for the wait for the set that you want and then when you get that set you know go hit it as hard as you can um, um, or not you know find space to hit the ball into you sure know? Uh, there's a great saying in volleyball hit it where they ain't yeah yeah and, uh, <laughs> works you know, in baseball too you know what I'm saying so uh, so that's that's all we're trying to do and I, I think if we can 
if we can do that at a at a at a higher level, um, you know, we'll be pretty competitive this weekend. Jose Lugo, head volleyball coach. Once again, the Jets are in action at the 2021 MIAA Spring Volleyball Tournament on campus in Topeka, Washburn University at Lee Arena, 11 a.m. first serve on Friday against Pitt State. Coach, thanks again. Uh, Have a good offseason and best of luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We will be back and wrap up the show talking baseball with Hayden Vandepaul, one of the best bats on the Jets this season when we come back. Jet fans, there's a new way to stay connected with your team. Download the free Newman University Athletics app now. Sign up to be a fan, student, alumni, or booster club member and receive notifications on your mobile device on your favorite Jets teams. Schedules, live stats, live broadcasts, and more. The Newman University Athletics app is your digital ticket to NU Sports. Download the Newman University Athletics app for free today on Google Play or the App Store. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Wrapping up the show, talking baseball with Hayden Vandepaul off of the Newman Jets baseball team. Jets are 5-15 and 15 and getting set for a three-game series at Pittsburgh State. Boy, we've had a lot. we got a lot of teams playing the Gorillas this week in so many different sports. Friday-Saturday series this weekend, a 6 p.m. first pitch on Friday at Al Ortolani Field. He is a sophomore from Broomfield, Colorado, playing in the outfield, Hayden Vandeval. Hayden, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. A three-game sweep for you guys, obviously, at the hands of Missouri Southern State, but a lot of good offensive at-bats for you guys. Scored quite a bit of runs. How do you bounce back from a series like that that didn't quite go your way and and try to put that behind you as you move forward to play a pretty good Pitt State team coming up this weekend? Yeah, uh, in the first two games of that series, their pitcher, um, their starting pitcher, on Friday, he was pretty good. He came out, uh, kept us off balance. So he did a pretty good job of making sure we didn't have very many base runners on the base pass and uh, getting lots of soft contact. But um, throughout the next two games, we ended up hitting the ball pretty well. And um, like we've done all season, we've been scoring quite a few runs. It's just uh, sometimes the deficits that we get put into are hard to come uh, come back from. Two multi-hit games against the Lions. You actually went four for ten in the series, been swinging a good bat here lately. What was working for you against the Lions in that series? Uh, there was a few times when I felt that uh, I was just had a lack of focus, and um, I could tell that maybe one plate appearance just wasn't the same as another, so it was just going back up there every single time and uh, really focusing on what pitch I might see, um, focusing on... Uh, seeing the ball really come in and just making sure my load is good and I use my hands. Obviously, you guys missed a lot of games early in the season due to coronavirus protocols, and then there was weather issues as well. And so you guys were supposed to start playing in February and missed a lot of time, a lot of practice time. You personally missed the Central Missouri series. How frustrating was that for you guys as a team to not be able to get out on the field when you saw the rest of the association starting to play? Uh, it was really frustrating. Um, I know from a lot of our guys, especially uh, one of our senior captains, Devin Beard, he was super frustrated. Uh, it was every single day. He was just, I want to play, I want to play. <laughs> and we were we were stuck inside. We were having to go to different um, facilities to practice, and we were just hitting in cages, couldn't really get out on the field. So just not really having that baseball feel when we wanted to have that baseball feel of being out on the field, getting ready to play, and 
uh, yeah, it was really frustrating. Uh, well, you didn't let it affect your performance because you came out of the gate with an eight-game hitting streak to start the year, starting with that Wayne State College doubleheader. How did you get off to such a great start despite not getting that live in-game action and, and as much practice time as you would normally get? Yeah, so... Um, when they went, when the team went to UCM, I was I tested positive for COVID, so I was stuck in my room for ten days. And um, how, how did you how did you deal with? I've talked to so many athletes have had that happen to them, and how difficult it was. How did you kind of compartmentalize and, and deal with that? The first three days, it was kind of nice. I was like letting my body rest, but then after that, I was like I was kind of getting antsy, sure. and I really wanted to just go outside. Uh, I was getting kind of bored, didn't really have a whole lot to do, but um, I knew that when I came back, I was going to have to jump right into it. So I was sitting in front of a mirror and uh, doing like dry loads with a bat in my hand, just making sure I was preparing myself as much as I could, um, even though I couldn't take like actual swings inside a room. I was just doing whatever I could to make sure that I was feeling comfortable for when I got back. Now you have not, have not had back-to-back games without a hit this entire season. What do you feel like has been the key to your consistency to be able to put a bad game behind you and, and move forward? Uh, I'll just go back to that focus thing that I was talking about. Um, I did have one game when I was uh, I went up to the plate and I went like 0 for 4 or something like that. And I really just I'd like after before we went to the um, next game, it was a doubleheader. I just like kind of self-reflected. I was like, wow, I did not have the focus that I typically have. And just really being able to realize that and then go through and like find out what I need, what I need to change for the next game. It really helped. You, you talk about this focus and obviously people, you know, who are at home might hear that and say, well, geez, how can you not be focused? You know, you're playing a game, but it's, it's not just being there, you know, for the game physically, you have to be there for the game mentally as, as well. What do you feel like is the key for you mentally when you are focused versus some of the times when you've said that maybe you didn't have the focus that you feel like you need to have in order for you to perform at the level you want to perform at um i feel like it's just taking care of my body correctly um as some people know we're out there for eight hours on some days when we have double headers and it's (laughs) it's a very long day so focus comes and goes um but it's really just making sure you take care of your body making sure you're feeling good uh i always have snacks in the in the dugout making sure that i'm never hungry so um, it's really just making sure that I'm comfortable in my body and then I can focus on one thing and that's go out there and hit the ball. Only only healthy snacks though, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so, so, Granola bar, fruit snacks, whatever you need. So not, not, you're not just you know, snarfing down the big league chew or anything oh, like no. that. <laughs> you know, that, that candy stuff. I did notice on this team, um, I, I don't know if there's a coincidence or not, but geez, three Broomfield, Colorado guys on this team. What's up with that? Yeah, uh, me... Uh, um, Zach Bowe, my friend, I, uh, we actually went to high school together, same high school. And then John Kofel, who I actually didn't know before I got at the Newman. He lives like five minutes away from me. Really? Home, but I did not know that before. Wow. Uh, do, you, do you guys get along? I, I, how, what's that been like to have two other guys from your hometown uh, here on the same team? Uh, it's pretty nice. Um, it's a lot of relatable stuff that we can talk about. Uh, Max Beja is also from Colorado. Mm-hmm. He's uh, more in uh, boulders, but... Uh, being in Broomfield, Boulder is actually pretty close. So, gotcha. Um, we still just have lots of like relatable stuff to talk about. Talk about back home and things like that.
Final question for you. Pittsburgh State coming up, three-game series. Uh, before I get to that, actually, I did want to ask a player. I've talked to Coach uh, Mouse about this, but, you know, I don't know of any other time in the MIAA or in the Heartland Conference where, unless there was some sort of a schedule that they needed to make up, where they played two nine-inning games. You just mentioned the long eight-hour day of, of back-to-back nine-inning games, assuming that both go nine innings. What kind of a drain is that on you? And 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 how, I guess, how do you kind of deal with that long weekend of three nine-inning games but not getting the normal three days to play them in the MIAA and having to, to double up on, on either Friday or Saturday? Yeah, uh, I would say that the first game that we typically play one game on Friday and um, that's that's not horrible because you can go out and you just know you're playing one game and then you can go back to the hotel and rest Uh, but by the time you get to the third game uh, you really uh, it's just a mental focus thing and that's when it starts to go like a lot of us are still pretty young so our bodies can handle the two nine inning games but um, it's just a mental capacity and focus of being out there for eight hours and having to focus every single pitch. Like sometimes it's just, it's really hard. One thing we want you to focus on fans out there is the last home series for Newman university. It's coming up not this week, but next week, 23rd and 24th. And it will be senior day on 23rd doubleheader that day. They haven't set the time yet, but they're going to move the doubleheader to the Friday games as they take on their old Heartland conference rivals, Rogers State. So senior day and then everybody, of course, is invited out. There will be some coronavirus protocols. Mask wearing will be enforced. But Paul Sanagorski Day coming out uh, on the 24th for one of the legendary names in Newman University baseball. Uh, that is a 1 o'clock game on Saturday against Rogers State. How excited are you to have one of the, the all-time great coaches and, and names in Newman baseball coming out to, to see you guys and kind of hang out for a few hours uh, for Paul Sanagorski? Gorski day here in a couple of weeks yeah that's actually super exciting uh last year we had his son as our ga right um taylor sanagorski he was actually a lot of help um really helped me with my swing uh when i needed it and so just having his knowledge around was um super encouraging and helpful so having someone like paul sanagorski come around uh even for a couple hours, I think that's going to be super exciting. Lots of knowledge together. So we'd love, love to have you guys hang out with us uh, that weekend, 23rd and 24th, for Senior Day against Rogers State. Then obviously 1 o'clock on that Saturday, Paul Sanagorski Day out there at McCarthy Field. And we will. if you can't get here, we will have those games all covered on the Newman Jets Audio Network coming up. Uh, once again, doubleheader on Friday. We'll get you those times. You guys out there in baseball, you know that the schedule is really just a suggestion anyway because of weather and all that. So uh, they'll, they'll keep you up to date on any changes final thing for you pittsburgh state pretty solid pitching staff that you'll be facing this weekend how do you stay hot at the plate uh i just gotta keep going back to that focus thing sure i mean uh, that gotta go up know what i want to do with the ball um, know what pitch I want to hit and sure. just be ready to get after it. Well, stay warm up there. You've been you've been one of the best uh, Newman Jet hitters here over this season and certainly got off to a hot start. He's Hayden Vanderpoel out of Colorado, outfielder swinging a mean bat for NU. Once again, they are taking on Pitt State this weekend at Pittsburgh Road Series, 6 p.m. for the first pitch on Friday. You can watch those games on the MIAA network. Hayden, good luck. Thank you. That is our show for this week. Once again, Paul Sanagorski Day coming up in just a few weeks for Newman Baseball. And that is our show. So until next time, Blake Cripp saying, go Jets. Go Jets.